If you look at it from a quality engineering standpoint, there are multiple tools and technologies across. In an enterprise organization, not every tool or a technology would be similar to another enterprise organization. There is no two equals in terms of it. And at the same point of view, not even one tool or a technology will solve your problem because there are multiple applications in your ecosystem which will actually not allow you to stick to a particular tool and technology. That's the first thing what I wanted to look at it as an MVP part of it. My name is Chakri Devrakonda. I'm the Vice President of Quality Engineering at Tamant. This is Code Story, the podcast bringing you interviews with tech visionaries who share in the critical moments of what it takes to change an industry and build and lead a team that has your back. I'm your host, Noah Laphart, and today House Jacquery Devrakanda joined forces with the team at Devon to establish automated testing driving digital innovation. All this and more on Code Story. Chakri Devrakanda finds it strange how he got into quality engineering, starting out as a security guy. That being said, he can definitely see the intersection of both. Where he used to test a lot of security devices and labs, he shifted into the quality side of things and ensuring things work properly. He's a family-oriented guy with two boys nearing the end of grade school. Three years ago, Chakri carried forward his quality mindset into his current role. He was intrigued by the intersection of product, services, and quality. This is his creation story at Tavant. So Tavant is a product and services organization. Uh, predominantly, we do have products in the financial industry and the manufacturing industry uh, where we serve our clients. And in addition to financial and manufacturing, we do have media, retail, and e-business uh, verticals as well. So we, we are a more of a solution engineering organization when you do have a combination of a products and services it brings the best out of it because not every time a product would solve a problem so a service angle towards it really gives you a solution perspective to it my journey with Tavanta started three years back um, predominantly I've been in the quality engineering space all through my uh, life and when I look at Tavanta it gives a kind of a mixed breed of product and services where I have been in services organizations. So the product story will give you that kind of understanding that how each organization works and the services part of it brings you the solutioning aspect of it. So that is where I got into Tamant. So, you know, typically I ask a question about an MVP around that first product that was built. So I'm curious, when you joined Tavant, what was your MVP? What was the first thing you jumped out and addressed? And, and you know, what sort of tools did you use to bring your vision to life? The way I see is that, if you look at it, I have to give, give you some context, Noah, here, because if you look at it from a quality engineering standpoint, there are multiple tools and technologies across. And in an enterprise organization, not every tool or a technology would be similar to another enterprise organization. So no, no, there is no two equals in terms of it. 
and at the same point of not even one tool or a technology will solve your problem because there are multiple applications in your ecosystem which will actually not allow you to stick to a particular tool and technology the one when i did join hard fire which was a platform which was getting matured in terms of it but however it was catering for couple of specific aspects in each of those industries so, uh, when i say specific as- aspects of it looking at from a web application mobile application there are certain aspects of it where it would really solve the problems but when i see it from an end to end spectrum in terms of it there are multiple tools and technologies so a platform which can orchestrate across all of those tools and technology and provide a test ops kind of a model a qe ops which is where the consumer experience stands in that's where that's the first thing what i wanted to look at it as an mvp part of it when you addressed that portion then tell me about some of the decisions and trade-offs you had to make right you've got to you got to decide where you're going to start essentially tell me about how you decided to do that and how you coped with those early decisions since we serve multiple industries picking up one particular industry and doing an mvp is the easier way to go with that but however since i had the practice both horizontally across all the products and also provide services independently to different clients picking up that simple mvp would be difficult in terms of it for a vertical focused so what we did is like we picked up specific challenges and pain points in each of these industries where we were serving and looked at at point of view that why don't we deliver the critical milestones for each of these verticals so that way an mvp will be more successful in terms of it rather than having it only focused at a particular vertical so to give you a specific example to it in the media industry there is not only with web mobile web or mobile application there is an ott side of the story so automating those uh, applications on the ott platforms becomes very uh, complex and we cannot take all the ott platforms to do it so the mvp has taken up roku fire tv as two parts for the first one mvp and when we went to the manufacturing side of it we wanted to look at how can we automate some of the iot related aspects of it and then when we picked up on the financial world we wanted to look at certain areas in the financial world like specific loan origination systems and how can we automate those so those were the three different mvps which we put together and said that hey let's go ahead and attack these problems so then from that point how have you progressed your your approach to quality engineering your team how how have you progressed it and matured it and i'm curious how you took those mvps and built a roadmap and decided okay this is the next most important thing to engineer to create to to approach in in our testing approach so when we picked up these specific aspects of it we were not able to deliver all of them at one shot when even though there are mvps no so typically if you look at it from an ott space if you have to deliver it in roku there are multiple aspects of it that needs to be 
automated and tested across. So we picked up few of those features and then marked it as the MVP part of it. And that also gives us a flavor on what is our product roadmap. So if we have to deliver it on a consistent basis in terms of how we would be able to do it, not only tagging from a functional automation, we also have to take a look at from a non-functional automation. How can we actually marry best of the both worlds in terms of it? When you look at it from a quality engineering shift left and shift right, how do I actually shift which which way and balancing those shift left and shift right is always a kind of a model when some of the verticals are more right shifted like media e-business retail and whereas some of the verticals like financial industries and manufacturing are still achieving a shift left aspect of it so catering to both of the worlds in terms of making it and also significantly showing the progress in each of it had been a challenge in terms of it. So we picked up bits and pieces of it and then started putting out a roadmap to our product in such a way that there is a maturity which is being paved down not only in adding the features but also making sure the features are more deeper in perspective from an engineering activity. So let's switch to team then. So tell me about how you go about building your team and built your team and what do you look for in those people to indicate that they are the winning horses to join you? Technology is easier to deal with it. If I have to say, people are always complex. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) If you look at it from a, again, from a quality engineering standpoint, if I put somebody on a performance aspect of it. The technology, when it is subjugated to certain characteristics of performance, it would vary in terms of it, whether it is stress, concurrent users, and kind of it. If you relate it to the same to the human philosophy part of it, situations make each of them very different. And some of them rise when you put a lot of pressure or when you are under pressure or some of them will take it up when they are pretty cool and calm and composed. So what I do look at it in my team is that everybody has a strength and I look at the strength what they do have, play to their strengths and at the same point of time identify the weakness and see how can I actually supplement the weakness with somebody else's strength so that way that the team comes in because you cannot have all the team as rock stars because that will create an imbalance because everybody would be aggressive everybody would like to take their own way so it is a balance of team who would be able to take care of themselves at some point and also making sure that they're exposed to the right set of situations so that way they would really understand it because definitely Noah you can learn from everyone that's how I see it it's more philosophical but everybody has some strength that you can actually look at it and see but you may not be able to ape it but you may have to look at it from the from their shoes perspective and then take it forward so teams building the teams is always a challenge But at the same point of time, if you're able to understand them and build that personal equity with them, they would really trust you and then you can instill confidence into them to take it forward. 
Well, let's flip to scalability then. So did you build this to scale efficiently from day one or are you fighting this as you grow and gain traction? And I guess scalability could be in, you know, technical approach or it could be in team. Uh, let's see where you take it, Shakri. When you look at it from an MVP standpoint and you're trying to serve for multiple verticals and multiple kind of enterprise organizations, scalability becomes a major question in terms of it. And to be honest with you, we haven't been able to uh, predict a lot from a scalability standpoint because the way teams do use this platform and how it is being done, each of them has their own ways and means of looking at it. So we have been trying to see from each of the organization's viewpoint and then scale it up to the right sense of it. But if you have to ask me, we are still learning every day on how scalability can be taken up. So Shakri, as you step out on the balcony and you look across all that you've built, what are you most proud of? What you're proud of today might not be a great thing tomorrow. <laughs> That's what I have seen. Uh, That's fair. In That's all very fair. <laughs> the moment of joy and satisfaction, what we do have when we solve problems and are able to help teams get through their uh, quality engineering goals is where I get satisfied to that point of time and be happy about it but you cannot be content with it the moment you're content and you're complacent you would definitely lose it because tools and technologies are always actually into the next level so what we want to see is that we want to take up some of the trends in each of the technologies space in each of the verticals we run through it and see how best are we able to implement it uh, but to your question, it's like always a moving goal. So let's flip the script a little bit. Tell me about a mistake you made and how you and your team responded to it. There are multiple, but one of the interesting story what we have seen is that when we deal with financial world, there is a lot of data that is involved. And when we are trying to look at it from an automation view perspective, data and environments become a crucial fact of it. Um, not that we have neglected the data side of it, but also at the same point of time, what we thought is like, hey, we are able to automate the data development for each of the scripts that needs to run and move through it. But what we haven't completely realized is that in the financial world, the data gets obsolete and you would need new data that needs to be run through it and some of the obsolete data gives you a lot of issues in terms of it. So we ran into some of the problems when we were testing and the automation scripts were not really nearly giving you the results what we were looking at it. And some of them were skewed and some of them were kind of a problematic. So what we understood is that we need to have a solution inbuilt into our platform which recognizes what is the data that needs that is obsolete that is duplicate and sometimes that is needs to be developed right on the go to make sure that the automation scripts are done so that's where we created a test data heat map in terms of it but when we had the challenge we 
we struggled for a while to understand where the problem statement was but once we got a hook out of it then we started building a feature of test data heat map which will recognize the data is obsolete or data is needed for each of those test scripts including to the field level because there are multiple so that made our life easy but um, the way some of the relating to your scalability question you know the way products to develop is from when you're implementing and facing the real life challenges rather than um, implementing something which is more academical or theoretical in terms of it so so what does the future look like for Tavant you know from a team standpoint and from a QA engineering product standpoint So the feature looks pretty bright the reason is that there are multiple tools and technologies which each organization or the industry is evolving into it and there is so much to to work on terms of it from a product roadmap what we have looked at it we have put the roadmap for the next couple of years in terms of how it is prioritizing them is one of the challenge what we are trying to take it up while we do prioritize it also gives us a perspective to scale the team such a way that we would be able to take up all of those features of the product roadmap and take it forward so that's how we are looking at it now well let's switch to you shakri who influences the way that you work name a person you look up to and why i don't have a specific idol in terms of it to look up and run through it as i said you can look at each individual whom you are working with whom whom you have relationship with and learn something but if i have to pick up someone in terms of whom i have been idolizing was my dad he he is he's he's the person who i constantly interact in multiple ways in terms of it and i've grown up with him in terms of how he takes up a problem solves it and moves forward with it so that's where the philosophical viewpoint of it and life is that Uh, nothing is constant and nothing would be there so there is a moving target and you have to look at it from that perspective but at the same point of time you also have to be content and happy and joyful of what you're doing unless and until you do that way you would not be able to go to the next level or take up something which is more than what you've already done so that's how i see it now Well, we talked about a mistake earlier, but a little bit different spin. If you could go back to the beginning, what would you do different or where would you consider taking a different approach? So, while we roll back in terms of the product and how we wanted to lay down the foundations of it, a lot of things could be redone in terms of it because when we looked at it, we started off with a more logical approach of a keyword-driven framework and platform and only looking at certain technologies and areas to uh, serve but since it had we had a chance we would have been doing it more dynamic and more inclusive for all different verticals and industries and make it and understand that each tool and technology will have a lifespan and understanding that you cannot hinge it to one particular tool and technology to serve it had we taken that approach earlier in the life cycle we would have maybe far ahead of the curve but that's those are the mistakes you generally or those are the things which you generally learn while you see it but 
not being opportunistic and being more strategic might be a point of view I can tell. It's hard to tell in hindsight if it's if you learned it and it was clear because you went through it or if it's something you could have figured out before ahead of time. It's interesting to look back in those things, but it's hard. It's it's fine not to linger on them too long because you are where you are. That's really true. Uh, it's it, it, it's not so easy in terms of it uh, because every time you look back, you you feel that there would be a different approach to it. But that approach you take it, you might end up in a different challenge. So <laughs> that's how I see it. <laughs> well, well, last question, Shakri. So so you're getting on a plane and you're sitting next to a young entrepreneur who's built the next big thing. They're jazzed about it. They can't wait to show it off to the world. Can't wait to show it off to you right there on the plane. What advice do you give that person? You know, having built the organization, having gone through, you know, your your technological career. What advice would you give that person? Energy and enthusiasm is always infectious in terms of it to look at it. But sometimes you, while you feel like you are doing the best thing out of it, and you're trying to solve a particular problem or a challenge, but when you go on to the world, there are multiple problems and multiple challenges each of them are facing. So not everything where you go and will give you the results. It would take some time. So I would say that absorb that feedback when you get in, when somebody says that, hey, this is not something what I'm looking at it or this is not something what I am interested in. Uh, the passion what you have should live through and there are areas and opportunities you would always get it's just you have to continue and have the perseverance and persistence into you so that way you will be more successful that's great advice well shakri thank you for being on the show today thank you for telling the creation story and your creation story of tavant thank you Noah. thanks for inviting me and providing me an opportunity to share my thoughts my journey And this concludes another chapter of Code Story. Code Story is hosted and produced by Noah Laphart. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcasting app of your choice. Support the show on patreon.com slash code story for just five to ten bucks a month. And when you get a chance, leave us a review. Both things help us out tremendously. And thanks again for listening. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.